I can't blame you if that's all you've ever seen. And that's the only thing you have learned from. It's your only point of reference. But what I need you to now do is understand that there's more and that that isn't enough. And you need to find other outlets to understand what real sex looks like and what your partners might need that you are not seeing in porn. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pretty Uncomfortable Podcast. I am Tara V, your new safe word, and getting you comfy with your own discomfort is my new kink. Today, we are going to dive right back into last week's episode of what women wish men knew about sex. If you haven't listened to part one yet, why not? That's kind of rude. Why would you skip over that and come to part two? Don't do that. Go listen to part one. (laughs) Anyways, like I said, with part one, I think it is very important to understand that even though this is titled like what women wish men knew, this doesn't necessarily have to be geared just towards men. This can apply to everybody. Everybody should stick around. I do ask that you take that little ego of yours and tell it to shut the fuck up, put it in a closet, close the door, and just ignore it while we're doing this episode because I don't want your ego to get in the way of you maybe learning something that could benefit your sex life. I know what our egos can do when it comes to anything regarding sex, right? We're very sensitive creatures and it hurts our feelings to feel like we're being told that we're not doing something right. That is not the point of this episode at all. So please understand the purpose of this is not to attack men. It's not to tell men like you're not good enough or you're you're not doing good enough. This is simply to say, hey, maybe you weren't aware. These are some things that we would like you to know that could make the sexual experience better for all of us. That's all this is. So tell your ego to shush shut it the fuck up however you have to shove a corn dog in its face tell it to go sit in a corner somewhere whatever you need to do shush the ego for a second grab your notebook grab a pen get right back in that cozy seat you were in last week because we're diving right back in and we are going to start part two with one of my favorite recommendations of so many things that we've talked about here especially butt stuff and that is that lube is your friend. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be offended by it. Lube can be amazing for sex. I feel like many men take offense to potentially introducing lube into the bedroom. I think it becomes almost like an affront to your ability, right? It's almost like saying you weren't able to get me wet So I need to bring lube into the picture. And that is not what that is. I promise you, I promise, promise, promise you, us wanting lube has nothing to do with your ability. Our bodies do whatever the fuck they want. We can't control that. You can turn us on. You can make us so fucking hot and just aroused. And our vaginas can still be like, "Mm, you know what? I'm on my I'm on my smoke break right now, so uh, you're on your own. You're on your own. I got I got seven minutes left on this break, so uh, I'm not coming back into work. Figure it out. We can't control that. You literally can be turning us on like like never before. We can just be like rearing to go. We want you so bad and still be dry. 
our bodies can be assholes sometimes. It's just what happens. It's just biology. It has nothing to do with you, so please don't take offense. Adding lube can just change everything for the better. I remember I had a friend with benefits a few years ago now, and he was younger, and so I don't think he, well, I don't think, I know he had no experience with lube, and we had had quite a long session, and so it didn't matter how turned on I was, like the friction was becoming a thing because it, it, it was a long night. So finally I was like, let me go grab the lube. And I could see immediately, like it almost hurt him, I think. And he wasn't sure about it. He'd never used lube before. And I basically was like, well, shut up. You don't have a choice for using it. Like, cause if you want to still get in here, yeah, I'm sore. We need the lube let me tell you something. The next interaction we had, he was like, do you still have that lube? Can we, can we use it? That felt so good. It was so different. It, it creates a different sensation. So even if you're not having problems with lubrication, lube can still add fun to the mix. It also, if you've had a very long sex session, right? Like friction is going to happen. There's no way around it where eventually things are going to get sore. And if you want this like marathon sex session to go on, get comfy with lube. It's got to be there. Don't take offense to it. Never take offense to it. I promise you, it simply means our vagina is just doing whatever the fuck it feels like doing at the moment. It has no implication that you are failing somehow sexually. It is just our biology giving us the middle finger for the moment. So don't be afraid of it. Lube can be fun. There's a thousand different types of lube. You can also just always keep like a jar of natural coconut oil. That's an amazing lubricant. Love it. That can be a lot of fun also. So just don't be afraid. Lube is your friend. I promise you. And also just have fun. This is, this is a top one that showed up a lot too with my research is have fun. Don't take yourself so seriously. Sex doesn't always have to be serious. It doesn't always have to be crazy gymnastics or like weird positions or always this like sexy, sultry moment, right? Sex is weird sometimes. Sex is funny. I can't tell you how many times I've like hit my head or I've slipped off the bed or I get a cramp and I'm like, oh God, wait, stop, stop, stop. My, my calf is cramping shit happens. And it's a lot more fun if you're with a partner that is willing to have fun, right? You don't have to take it all so seriously. Laugh, giggle, pause, take breaks. Like it is okay to just kind of go with the flow with sex. Just have fun with it. Don't be afraid to play, to experiment, to add variety in. There's so many ways for sex to just be like a fun interaction with your partner. Sometimes you might have fun quickies. Sometimes you might have an all-nighter. Just play. Enjoy. Don't be so serious. Okay, the next one on this list is an important one. Are you ready? This is one of those ones I want to make sure you get your pen and you write this one down. I had a whole entire episode on this. And that is that porn sex is not real sex. Let me say it again. Porn sex is not real It is not. And listen, I am not dogging you for watching porn. Hey, A, I'm a content creator. I love porn. 
porn puts food on my table. <laughs> I used to have a great presence on Pornhub. I'm on OnlyFans now. Like porn is the shit as far as I'm concerned. I really enjoy porn. What I don't like about porn is for a lot of people, especially men, the only exposure that you have really had regarding sex has been from watching porn. And I think especially, I hate to say this because this makes me feel old, but especially some of the younger generations, right? Like when I was growing up, Jesus, God, just like, <laughs> hi, I'm old. When I was growing up, we didn't have access to porn. So I do feel like we learned in different ways. And so you did kind of learn from a variety of things, whether it was talking to people or magazines or books or movies, you had a variety. Now, the bigger internet grew, the more prevalent porn became, and that became kind of the go-to spot to watch these things. And when you watch, you learn. And if that becomes basically the only place you're going for your porn, that's all you're seeing and that's all you know. So while I don't, I don't blame you for thinking that some of the things you're watching are real. I don't, I don't necessarily think that means anything bad about you. I do need you to understand you need to find other outlets. You need to find other ways to learn about sex, read articles, like get out there and see something different because what you're seeing on porn is a very curated thing. It's a very edited thing. Even with your amateur videos that you're watching, they're cutting stuff out. So when we go back on the list and say like lube is your friend, one of the reasons that I believe lube can be such an unknown thing for so many men is because when you only watch porn, I want you to think real hard. How often in a video do you see them pause and reach over somewhere and grab a bottle of lube and apply it before carrying on? Almost never, almost never. And what kills me the most is especially when lube is the most important thing ever, which is anal sex, because our anus does not lubricate at all. At least our vaginas do to some degree, some more than others. The anus does not self-lubricate at all. So lube is so important. I want you to think about how many scenes you have watched that are anal scenes where they are using lube. I bet you can't think of any. And if you can, I bet you it's like a very small amount. What you're seeing is not real. They're, they're prettying things up for you because that's what we want to see. That's why we're there. We don't want to see all the like little itty bitty details. Just show me the sexy stuff because I want to get off. It's why I'm here. But remember what you're seeing isn't all of it. There's, there's actions that you're seeing that in real life just aren't, they're not really a thing. One of my personal biggest pet peeves with porn, and there is no way to say this to doesn't sound vulgar. I don't know how to say this in a prettier way, but the pussy slapping that you see in porn makes me want to scream. And I can tell you that almost every single man I have ever been with tries to slap it. And I'm like, whoop, nope, stop it. I know where you got that. I know where you see that. And I'm telling you right now, very few of us actually like that. Don't do that. And at least ask first. But truly, almost every single man I've ever been with, because it is so often done in porn videos, you are just mirroring what you have seen consistently over and over and over again. 
seem like you'll see these crazy positions that like, dude, listen, we're not all that flexible. And I think something that ends up being, I think, a big theme in this list of this episode and the part one is female pleasure, right? The main thing, the main purpose of this list is us as women start to feel like our pleasure isn't prioritized. And I want to pause really quick here and just jump in and say that when I say we're not prioritized, I'm not telling you that me as a woman, my pleasure is more important than yours as the man. It's not. Your pleasure is just as important, but that's where things get lost because our pleasure is equal. We both deserve pleasure. What happens is the female's pleasure isn't prioritized at all. Like it's not even taken into consideration most of the time. So when you watch porn, again, think, unless you put in very specific like search criteria, how often do you see foreplay? You don't see it often. You don't see kissing very often. I can tell you that's actually something that goes into my search bar on Pornhub is things with kissing. Because for me, kissing is a turn on. I like to see it. I like to hear it. You have to search for it. It's not going to randomly pop up in like the daily videos or just like random, you know, like the most popular searches, which is usually like threesomes, gangbangs, things like that. You don't see kissing often. And yet, that's what we're craving. You don't see foreplay. That's what we need to get our bodies primed for sex is that foreplay to get us to that arousal point. You don't see it. Our pleasure isn't important. Think about how many times you see the woman in a scene finish. Now you might hear her finish. I need you to understand something. If all you've ever done is watch porn, if all you've ever learned from is porn, nine times out of 10, those orgasms are fake. Those are, that's part of the script. That's part of what needs to be done. And the joy with porn with women is they can fake it and you're never going to know. It's a little trickier for a man to fake an orgasm, right? Because we have this visual indicator. We see when you orgasm, there is something palpable there for a woman we can fake it. Even like, I hate to tell you Santa Claus is dead here, but even a lot of squirting scenes are fake. That's just water that was put inside of her. It's a fake. Not all of it. There is reality there, but most of what you're seeing is fake. So it creates these absurd expectations. And again, I can't blame you if that's all you've ever seen and that's the only thing you have learned from. It's your only point of reference. But what I need you to now do is understand that there's more and that that isn't enough and you need to find other outlets to understand what real sex looks like and what your partners might need that you are not seeing in porn. So that's really a big one for me. This is one of those items on the list that like, I really want you to take and sit with when you're done and, and just really reflect on it and think about how many times you have pulled from what you have seen online and done it because you thought it was the right thing or the desired thing. And think about how you can change that because your partner will notice. I promise you, your partner will be so thankful for you. If you try and expand past what you think you know from porn, they'll notice and they will love you for it. Even even one-nighters, like again, I'm going to say this over and over and over again. You don't have to be in a long-term relationship. Even one-nighters, we are aware of a man that has a grasp 
on female pleasure and has a grasp on understanding that our pleasure is just as important as his and that's going to put a focus on our body, I don't care if I just met you an hour ago, I'm going to pick up on that really quick and I'm going to feel it. I'm going to sense it and my body's going to know. So just, just work on that one. That, that one's such an important one. So this next item is something just from my own personal observations from my slutty shenanigans (laughs) that I've always been kind of fascinated with. And it has to do with, and again, this is one of those items that I don't know how to say this in any other way other than like, it's, it's going to be vulgar. But when you come, I am fascinated how few men really address the situation of like birth control and if a partner says like yes you can finish inside of me there's no follow-up questions and this has always just kind of blown my mind so if you were having unprotected sex right there's the question of where is he going to finish if there's a condom involved of course like he's just gonna come he's gonna take the condom off it's gone if there's no condoms involved there's now the question of where i have found that when a man asks me, can I come inside of you? If I tell him yes, he says, okay. And then he does. And he never follows up on that. And I find this fascinating. And guys, I beg of you, I cannot stress this enough. Don't trust people. You are just as responsible as your partner if a baby comes into the picture, right? And especially in this day and age where our bodies are being controlled way more and there's so many more restrictions on abortion and all of those controversial things, what happens if you accidentally get somebody pregnant? And I want you to really think about this. How often have you asked a partner, you know, can I come inside of you if you're having unprotected sex and you just take her word for it? And you never once say like, wait, why? Why can I? Do you have birth control? Can I see it? How do you know she takes it regularly? Do you understand that we can fuck up birth control royally? If you're on antibiotics, it can lose its effectiveness. You're supposed to take it at the same time every single day. If you don't, you can screw that up. What if she missed a day or two? You don't know. So like, you have really, really, really got to think, is it worth the risk? And it is just mind-blowing to me how few people don't follow up. And when I say how few, as I am recording this, as I am saying this, I am realizing I have not had one man ever ask me why, because I will always say, yes, you can finish inside of me. Not one man has ever asked me why he's just taking my word for it. How does he know that what I am saying is legit and truthful and I don't have any ill will behind it? For all he knows, I could be like batshit crazy and just desperate for a baby and just wanting to get pregnant, right? I could just be really irresponsible. Maybe I don't have a good grasp of sexual health. How do you know? It's just so important to question things more. So when I am telling men like, yeah, yeah, you can you can come inside of me, you can finish in me, like I can't get pregnant. I literally cannot get pregnant. Like it is, it is literally impossible. It would be a miracle from God if I got pregnant because I don't have a uterus. So there is truly zero risk. And yet they don't know that. I don't say like, yes, you can because I've had a hysterectomy. I just say, yeah, you can. It's not a problem. And they never question it. That is just fascinating to me. So I just beg you men to be a little bit 
more aware of how bad do you want to be a daddy, basically, because you are putting a lot of faith in people that you might not know much about. Even if you've been with this person for a month or two, like you still don't know. And a baby is a terrifying responsibility. my personal humble opinion. So just be be more aware of that one. That one has always bothered me. I've never understood it. If anybody has insight on that, men specifically, feel free to DM me at Instagram or send me one of those anonymous messages that's in the show, show notes. I would love to know if there's more insight because this just is a fascinating topic for me. And finally, our last item on the list, another one of my favorites, another one that I would like if you got a little highlighter and like highlighted it when you're done writing this down. And this was a huge one in the internet research I did. And that is, please make noise. We want to hear you. A lot of men are very quiet during sex. And I'm not sure if this has to do with insecurities, if you're kind of embarrassed. I'm telling you, we want to hear you put sound to your pleasure. We want to hear it. I want to hear how you are feeling, how I'm making you feel. Moan into a kiss, right? Like when we go to number one on the list of never underestimate the power of a kiss, if you then add a moan into a kiss, (laughs) let me tell you something. I was on a first date once and at the end of the date, if we start kissing and it is, oh my God, it is one of the best kisses I've ever had in my life. This, this man ended up like robbing me of my heart. Like he stole my heart. I had like this insane situationship with him and it all started with this kiss. It was divine and he moaned into it. And the moment he moaned into it, I was done for anything that man wanted. I would have done blindly. <laughs> like, I was so ready. Like, I swear, I think I would have dragged him into an alleyway if I thought I could get away with it and like just have sex with him right then and there. Like I was smitten and I didn't want to let him go. Like it was just the most amazing kiss. And he ended up honestly being one of the best lovers I have ever had. And it was because he made noise and it wasn't these dramatic, crazy, animalistic, like we're not saying you have to be like screaming during sex, but when you moan, moan in the kiss, like moan into her ear, like as you enter her, compliment her during sex, like say what you're enjoying or ask her what she's enjoying. Hearing all of that is amazing. It is, I personally feel like silent sex is so uncomfortable and awkward. I also am a vocal partner. So I'm sure that plays a role where I'm kind of like, well, why aren't you? But I can't be wrong here when I kept coming across this on the internet that other women want this. Like we want to hear you give sound to your pleasure. Those are the things that might not sound like a lot to you. Those are the things that are going to help like escalate and build up to those pleasure points of arousal that are going to get us there for, for many men right? We think in our own brains. We think about how we think and we don't always take into consideration somebody else and how they think differently. So men, generally speaking, are very specific on what they need and how they get there, right? And it's physical. Usually physical touch is enough where for women, it is so many different factors. It's smell, it's touch, it's it's sounds, it's sights, like everything 
goes kind of together to create this like foreplay situation that builds things up for us. And when we start hearing you, oh my God, you can take things to a whole nother level with very minimal effort. You really don't have to do anything other than like, oh, <laughs> that was the worst moan ever. Don't do that one. But you get my point. Minimal effort, little bit of sound can get you very, very far. And also this might be more of a personal thing, but I do feel like um, I've seen this often online as well. We love when you announce your orgasm and not many men do that. It's just nice to hear it because you can't always feel it. You can't always feel the physical sensation of when a man finishes. So it's just nice to have that confirmation. Plus it's just hot. There's something so hot about hearing a man saying that he's coming and I take it just as like a victory. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'm weird, but I want to hear it. So that's what I'm finishing with. Give sound to the pleasure. Let us know you're feeling it because you making that noise is going to like bring it out in us and we're going to bounce off of each other and just, ooh, it's going to be a noisy, sexy mess. So get loud or quiet, whatever works for you, but just like let some noise out. So that's it. That is the conclusion of the list. If there's anything you think I have missed or maybe I have completely missed the mark with something, feel free to let me know. My ego won't be hurt, I promise. You know where you can find me in my DMs on Pretty Uncomfortable Podcasts on Instagram or in the show notes. There is always a link for the anonymous questions. Just like I asked in part one of this episode, for the men, I would love you so much if you would hit me up either at that anonymous link in the show notes or my DMs on Instagram. Let me know your perspective. I want to do this on both ends of the spectrum. So just like there's things that we wish you guys knew, let us know what you wish we knew so that we can become better partners as well. Because that's what it all comes down to is better partnership. Partnership can be strangers in the night or a married couple. When you are intimate together in that moment, you're partners. And so we should always strive to be a better partner. Um, Sex is supposed to be fun. You should never feel like you're getting stuck in a rut. So a way to prevent getting stuck in the ruts is to learn new things and to play and experiment and have fun, which is the purpose of all of this. So if there's anything you want me to add, anything you thought I got wrong or completely off topic, if there's something else you would like to hear me talk about, let me know. I'm always here for you because like I said, I am your safe word. There is nothing off limits. You can come to me with everything anything. Nothing is going to be embarrassing or weird because what are we about here? Being weird. And on that note, you know, I love to finish with being weird. Get out there, be my weirdos, and I will see you again next week.